Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, where we keep our whip in check. And now here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Leadership Development. Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. I am so excited to introduce my guest today. This is Terry Barrett, and Terry is a national builder manager with Movement Mortgage. And so I'm so excited to have you here because we have known each other a very long time. I We've watched each other along the way in all of the economic changes and all of the things that have happened. And I'm just excited to be here talking to you today about your path and success and all the all the words of wisdom you have to share. So thank you for being here. I appreciate well, thanks, it. Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so I love the guitars in the background. Are you a good, are you a big guitar player? Uh, I struggle with every note, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've got a really good collection. We'll put it that way. Oh, and I have, love that. I've played in a, I've played in a couple of three chord uh, play for free at your friend's parties kind of bands. Those are the best though. <laughs> that is a lot of fun because then you can just do it when you feel like it. And when you're exactly feeling- no pressure, no pressure. Exactly. Well, um, and I have, I, I am similar in, in terms of that hobby. I have a lot of collections of guitars, but the playing is yet to happen more. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll have to compare collections offline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for being here. I wanted to have you here because as I talked about in the introduction, you and I have known each other for a really long time, and we've been in the real estate, new construction, building industry throughout most of that, most of the time we've known each other anyway. And it's so, I I find it so interesting, and I love talking to people who have, you know, worked through success, worked through all of the changes with the economy, the market, all the ups and downs. And, you know, anyone's still hanging in there after all of it, like there's, it gets in your blood, but it takes a lot of fortitude and, and commitment to stay focused on, you know, doing and bringing yourself to it every day and making it successful. So what makes you, what do you love about this industry? Why are you doing it? Well, um, this industry is a is a great one, you know, and and has been. And geographically, we're in a great place for new home building. Um, I started my career in the mortgage business, just literally calling on any realtor or anybody I could get to uh, to take a meeting, right? And it's uh, it, it's a tough business. It's a tough business to break into, but but you reach a certain point where you realize, okay, I can make a career out of this, right? And and for me, it happened uh, in Raleigh in new construction, um, you know, actually in Cary. I became the, the preferred lender for a builder that had a uh, relatively large condo project going on in Cary and uh, became their preferred lender. And every Monday, I would have five to 10 calls from people who had been out and looked at those projects and wanted to see what the financing would look like. And so that was the point where you go from struggling for every deal, you know, looking at every nook and cranny to try and find somebody that needs a mortgage to actually having a relationship with a builder and able to help them with their sales. And it just kind of all fell into place for me. And new construction uh, has been my passion from, from that point onward. I love it. 
You know, um, it, I can't, I can't take credit for this, but so many people I've, I've heard this saying before that there isn't any such thing as luck, that luck is the combination of being in the right place of at the right time, but recognizing it and taking action on it when it's there. And I think when you're new and you're trying to figure it out, like you're primed to be able to recognize those things when they come along and make sure you're completely available to react and take take action. My dad had a saying that that uh, fits right into that. It was the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So that was sort of the beginning, and then new construction just got in got in your blood from there. It it did. Um, you know, back to what I would attribute my success to is is to is building relationships. Right. If people know you like you and trust you. Those are the the three kind of tiers that I like to uh, establish with folks that I work with. And, um, you know, it's it, it went from there. You know, once I started to get a little bit of reputation as as working well with with new home buyers, um, I would meet other builders. I was very active in the uh, the Home Builders Association and the Sales and Marketing Council here in town and uh, just continue to build those relationships. That's what it always boils down to, for sure. It's, it, in most any industry, anyone watching who's not in this industry, it can apply for them too, but also for sure in this industry. So that's how you got into mortgages and helping customers and helping them realize their dream of being able to purchase a home and you know really create wealth for themselves and that security for themselves. But then what, how, how did you manage to, to work yourself into more of a management and leadership positions? What made you attracted to being willing to go down that road? Yeah. Well, like many mortgage lenders, I bounced around quite a bit in my early career. And, uh, but then I was, I was lucky enough to, um, to latch on with one of our largest real estate firms here in the triangle had a joint venture with one of the largest mortgage companies in the, in the world. And uh, so I was able to come on with them managing their new construction department. They had a new homes division with, you know, at any given time, 20 to 30 communities. And that was my base of, uh, of referral partners. So I was I was partnering with those on-site agents and those builders to take care of their customers. And uh, when that joint venture came to an end, um, my uh, my mentor at, uh, at the large finance company, um, Kind of plucked me out of um, of being an originator and brought me into the national builder division. Um, so it was a a big change for me where I went from originating loans to actually working with builders and putting together relationships for loan officers that worked for that company. So it became more of a relationship manager, a consultant, a rainmaker, whatever you want to call it, but but not actually. Uh, taking a loan application from a customer and, and seeing it through to closing. So that was a big that was a big change for me, a leap of faith, right? You have to let go of something that you've developed uh, uh, reasonable, um, good processes and systems and things like that and, and completely change your prospects from just working for yourself to helping other people. And uh, I've I really enjoyed that piece of it. Yeah. What was the, what do you think was the biggest challenge for you in 
the managing of other people and the leading of them other than, like you said, sometimes giving up what you used to do and, and letting go of that. That's one thing. And then leading them. What what does it take? What was the biggest challenge of that for you? So uh, it, it wasn't very challenging once I once I made the decision to make the jump, uh, the jump. Uh, it's interesting. I've always said the two things I love about this role, and I, I've continued this to my new employer, uh, Movement Mortgage, is I don't have any direct reports and I don't have a profit and loss. So, uh, so I'm able to to essentially just be a resource and uh, somebody that most folks are happy to see when I come visit somebody in a branch in in uh, one of our markets. I love that advice so much because I talk to a lot of clients who really get hung up on the idea of once they're promoted into a management position, they don't know how to really lead people and manage them. And you just said what I, you know, in different words, what I say to them all the time, which is you do the same thing you did when you just had your clients, when you just had, you know, your job to do before you, you earn their respect and you know get them to know, like, and trust you. And when you build that, you you become a resource. You become a support person for them. Yep. Anytime you can add value to somebody's uh, career, you know it's a it's a it's a great and very rewarding uh, role that I'm in right now. So I I wouldn't do anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love that you're saying too, like letting go of the idea of what the responsibilities are sometimes and what the job is and staying very focused on these metrics can take you away from just being a good human and being a good support person for them. That's that's who they're excited to see. And that's what makes the impact for them every day. It's amazing. I love it. So um, as you've grown, you've grown tremendously even just since that time. Tell us what what were the challenges that you faced along the way? So it's it's interesting. The the I've always said one of the things I like about this business is you rarely get a uh, a hard no from a, a potential client, right? Normally it's just they don't call you back, <laughs> and <Yeah>. so so <laughs> it, it you you don't get that that discouragement a lot of times. And uh, it, it is a numbers game. You know you've got to be talking to as many people as possible that are in a position to uh, refer you business, to start a partnership with, to um, uh, to to create growth, right? It's all about growth. Um, and in my case, it was growth specific to one pillar of our business, which is new construction, as opposed to, you know, reverse or realtors or financial consultants. You know, there are all kinds of different uh, pillars that you can build your business on. But, uh, but new construction was my chosen one. And um, it's, as I said, the, the the challenges have been, I guess, more the hand I was dealt. I mentioned I was with the largest mortgage company in the country for for quite a long time, almost 22 years. And um, there were some changes there. Uh, kind of went from a sales organization to a risk management organization. And um, and so I kind of felt like I had a ceiling over what I was able to do um, as as far as getting out there and, and creating new relationships. And so, so yeah, probably my, my biggest failure was not recognizing that early enough that, okay. uh, that things had changed and maybe my role was not as important to the company as it had been in the past. And so, the company I always thought I would retire from, um, I, I ended up at some point deciding that there was uh, 
there was not enough reason to keep me there. And there was more reason for me to, uh, to pursue excellence elsewhere. <laughs> well, and, you know, as we know, when, when those things happen, usually they're opportunities for what's greater for you on the other side. And, and again, a leap of faith to, to leave what you're used to. And, and 22 years is nothing to sneeze at. Right. Um, but it's it's one of those pros and cons thing. And when the cons of staying uh, outweigh the pros and you see opportunity and you find something that you can reinvigorate your career and get excited about. And, um, you know, for me, that that happened two years ago. Well, it happened about two and a half years ago. It took me six months to figure out what what the next place was going to be. Um, but I just had my two year anniversary here at Movement Mortgage, and uh, it's been a, a dream job. Yeah, congratulations on that. Thank you. And I love that you know six months isn't isn't a quick amount of time. You, you you're not making rash decisions, and I think that that's such a good lesson too. Like. It's good for you to recognize, evaluate, make some decisions for yourself so that you know when when it's time that you're coming, you're doing it from a place where you're really centered in that and knowing that it's right. Yeah, you've got to do your homework and not make a, a rash decision, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned like that leap of faith, that's scary. How did you overcome that fear? What what are the tools someone could walk away with to say, how how do I manage that fear? Yeah, it was it was really, as I mentioned, kind of a pros and cons. And the uh, the pro column kept growing and uh, the con column kept growing. And 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 ultimately you reach a, a point where you just say, you know, got one go around in this world. Um, it's it's time to take a calculated risk again. It yeah. wasn't a wild risk. I've got family and responsibilities and all that stuff. So uh, so you, you've got to be pretty sure that you're doing the right thing. But I was comfortable with the people. I was comfortable with the company. I did the vetting. I did the research. And uh, it, it at the time that it happened, it was the right thing to do. And yeah. so um, made yeah. the jump. Yeah. You just became really solid in your decision and trusting yourself that you've done what you can to make that best decision for yourself, which is so valuable. Yeah. You mentioned early on um, your dad, a quote from your dad, who have been your mentors along the way? Yeah, my dad was uh, uh, number one by a long stretch, you know, uh, uh, engineer by trade, uh, turned entrepreneurial at some point, was very yeah. active in the community, active in his church, just a all around solid guy, great dad, lots of Lots of little nuggets like the one I just gave you, but but just a great a great role model, a great role model. But there have been lots of others professionally along the way. I mentioned the the manager who kind of plucked me out of the loan originator ranks to uh, to join the management uh, in, on the new construction side, and uh, you know he was my boss for thirteen years, and we still talk on uh, probably every two to three weeks, and. Um, uh, even though we're both at different companies now, we uh, we help each other out. We bounce ideas off each other, and uh, and it's been great. And then the the folks here at Movement, um, you know this this company is um, is owned by one guy. His name's Casey Crawford, and he is uh, just incredible. You know he's got a Super Bowl ring. Um, he has created a company which is now the sixth largest independent mortgage bank in the in the country. 
And uh, we are 49% owned by Charitable Foundation. So we give almost half of our profits away. And that piece of it, coming from an organization that is run by stockholders and boards of directors and all that, and, and coming to a place where, I mean, it, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's, it's almost like karma over here. Like the more money they give away, the more successful they become and the more they grow and the more talent they attract. And so it's been, it's been really a, an incredible experience. Wow. It's kind of like I've talked about this before, too, with a lot of guests on the show that you almost have to go through what you may not even realize is negative, but you have to go through the whole path so that you really appreciate the things that are so great when they come along. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah. um, it's been, like I said, my one of my only regrets is I wish I'd gotten here sooner. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so you did say that. And and so when you think about like, what's the biggest failure, which we hate to even use the word failure, because they're always usually opportunities to pivot and gifts and all of that. But what would you say is, you know, in your career, what's been your biggest failure? It's trying to trying to think. I mean, I, I guess sometimes it's been just finding the correct fit. Right. I mentioned I bounced around quite a bit before I landed the job that, that I spent most of my career at. And yeah. uh, it's, it's finding that fit. It's finding the people that support you. It's finding a place where you're comfortable and you're motivated to work hard. And uh, and yeah, I had several missteps early in my career. I mean, some to the point where I contemplated getting out of this business and uh, really close to trying something different a couple of times. And, uh, you know, looking back on it, very glad that I didn't. It's, it's worked out. Uh, really well for me. And and uh, again, it's, it's provided me a level of success that's I'm able to take good care of the family and and uh, and not have too much stress. You know, it's a it's a good, good combination. That's great. Well, and I love your advice because there's a lot of people watching here right now who might be in their own challenging situation at work. And they're thinking, I don't know if it, this is going to work out. I don't know if I'm going to cut it. I don't know if I want to keep going in this. And it's, I think you've said, it's kind of like trusting yourself to know, all right, when am I going to keep going? And I just need to not quit. And when do I need to, to logically look at the pros and cons here and recognize when, when is the right time, but either way, it comes down to trusting yourself to know the difference. Yep. And it's not always a cut and dry decision, right? There's, there's, like I said, there, there always, there's always a gray area, right? And it's just, whether it's, Darker gray or lighter gray, maybe? What's yeah. the shade of gray? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, and I think it's important to say that if you're a, you know, if you're a hardworking, high quality, you know, all of those things type of person, you know, there wasn't a wrong decision you could have made back then. Even if you had decided to go in a completely different direction, you would have done great at whatever that was. So there was I don't know. You don't know what I was considering, Michelle. <laughs> Well, it wasn't guitar playing, evidently. <laughs> that's that's a tough way to make a living. Yes, that is very true. It seems like compared to, comparing the two, you definitely made the right the right choice. <laughs> I hear you. I, I say that to myself all the time. I waited for Eric Clapton to call me for the longest time because I was sure he needed a backup singer, and he just never called. So I figured I'll stick with what I've got. Seemed to be working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you brought up a, a topic I think would be interesting for everyone to hear your thoughts on. You're in an industry that 
changes fairly constantly and it changes with factors and situations that are really out of your control. Like you literally have zero control over many, many, many of the factors that allow you to do business, conduct business and allow you to function each and it's constantly changing. What is your advice for how to manage change and the constant evolution of things you can't control? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question because right now we're, our industry uh, is going, our industry, the mortgage industry is going through a trough, right? Because everybody who owns a home out there has a 3% mortgage on it. Rates are in the high sixes, low sevens right now. So people are staying put, you know, house prices have continued to appreciate. So folks are looking at, yeah, I can sell my house for a good profit, but the next house I'm going to buy is going to be similarly inflated and my interest rate is going to be almost double what I've got now. So most folks are staying put unless they have a life event that is dictating that they need to change houses, right? They're moving to a different city. They're getting married. They're having kids. They're getting divorced, whatever the life event is. Um, the good part of that for us is that there's still an underlying uh, shortage of homes, depending on who, which article you read between three and 5 million, right? And so the only way out of that is going to be to build our way out of it. And so partnering with home builders right now is something that is very um, lucrative going forward. And so we're using this little downtime to improve our systems, to expand our product offerings. We are coming up with ways to partner with builders outside of the just doing the loans for their customers to buy the houses on the end. We're getting into doing vertical financing for builders. We're helping by uh, aggregating our builders together and, and creating a buying platform for them to purchase um, uh, building supplies. We've partnered with a company that provides home plans and they're modifiable online. And so we're, we're doing a lot of things with large builders. We have the ability to, to form a mortgage company you know, if, if we find a large builder and we've done this on several occasions where, you know, the DR Hortons and the David Weeklies and not the David Weekly, sorry, the Lenars of the world um, own a mortgage company. Right. But for most of your regional local builders, that's that's not something that they could do from scratch. But we have the ability if they've got the uh, if they've got the critical mass of, of volume to support a small mortgage company, we can come in and bring our knowledge in, they can bring their stream of customers and we can create a successful venture between us. And so that's, things like that have been a lot of fun that just coming up with new ways to uh, enhance our product and, uh, and partner with home builders. I, that is an amazing, I mean, I love everything you guys are doing. I had no idea you were doing all of that. That's incredible. And I, you know, I think it's important to point out that there's a lot of people who do not have that attitude right now who are saying, ho-hum, this is terrible. It's not the way it used to be. The market has gone south. It's harder than it used to be. I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Like there's so many people who are in that mode and companies that are operating in that mode right now. And when they do, they get stagnant. They, they freeze. They are certainly not creative and strategic and resourceful and doing all of the things you're doing. And the best part that I heard you say, my favorite word of all is that you're having fun. Like there's a lot of companies and people not having fun right now in this. And yeah. you are. 
<laughs> we are because it's new. It's an adventure. It's and it's very entrepreneurial as well, which a lot of times the mortgage industry has not necessarily lent itself to that word. Um, and so so we've been having a lot of fun with that. And, and you mentioned before, you and I have both been through these economic cycles and yeah. they always cycle back, you know, except for a very small period of time uh, in both of our careers, buying a home has always been a uh, financially beneficial decision. And uh, there was just a small little period in 05 to 07 maybe, where mm-hmm. where you would buy a house and and they saw some depreciation shortly after that. But again, we're way beyond that now. And if you look at the studies, buying a home is literally that building block for generational wealth. It's 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 where you start, and it's almost irreplaceable in its value and uh, the way that you can uh, again start to build wealth. And uh, so helping people with that, I mean, it, it's. They call it the American dream. I mean, it's it's pretty close to en- encapsulating all that because you you get a place to live, to care about, to to improve, to raise a family, and uh, and also it's probably the one of the better investments you'll ever make. It is very important work for sure, and not to mention the amount of jobs that it creates, and um, you know the eco- how well the economy is able to function as a result of home ownership for sure. So. It is it is work that for sure is valuable and important to our to our country. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And we're very I consider myself very lucky to have been in it for as long as I was. Yeah. Yeah. I would echo that completely. And so once once the Fed gets in play, inflation under control and we get rates back down below five, um, you know, this this market is poised to just take off like a rocket. So um, yeah. we're we're and building we're we're preparing ourselves to be ready when that happens. Completely. I love that. And you're saying, I'm going to control what I can control right now. There's a million things I can't. So what what are the things we can control? What can we decide that we can put into place to be ready for when it turns around? Because we know how this works. It's such a, a great approach to take to the market. Exactly. I love it. What advice do you have to give for somebody who's in the mortgage industry, maybe is still new, still back in the day of bouncing around and trying to figure out their spot and what makes sense for them and if it's even right for them? What advice do you have to give those folks right now? Um, So as I mentioned before, when I first got in the business, I would, anybody who had a real estate license and would meet me for a cup of coffee or lunch, I was there, right? Uh, I think we have a lot more data available to us now so that you can be much more focused on partnering with people who can help your business, you know, as whether they're already successful or whether they are on the fast track to being successful. A lot of times that's the people you want to partner with or the ones that, that, uh, that need that partnership to help them grow their business. They're at a, a crossroads and they're looking to, to, go to that next level. Having a mortgage partner is, is a key piece of that, I think, for a, for a realtor, because you can you can waste a lot of time if you are driving folks around looking at houses that, uh, wow. that don't qualify to buy anything. So, yeah. um, so that's a, a big key. You know, one of the things that, that we do too, um, uh, a lot of partnerships with our builders. You know, again, we're trying to help builders sell more houses. So whether that's helping them craft some financial incentives 
relative to the mortgage to do that, whether it's helping sponsor an open house, whether it's having a, uh, you know, a lunch and learn with their on-site agents to talk about new products and programs, first-time homebuyer seminar. Um, we see a lot of our loan officers now. Um, one, of, one of the cool things that we've kind of pioneered is a loan officer that's got a lot of realtor partners, but wants to partner with a builder is let's go to a builder and say, look, we'd like to have our real estate office come to your model and do a sales meeting for breakfast. And, you know, we'll get coffee and donuts or bagels or biscuits or whatever, bring in 15, 20, 30 agents to this builder's model. So they get a chance to see it. Um, a lot of different things like that, getting creative about again, trying to help builders and realtors grow their business. And that's a mutually beneficial type thing that I just described. And so we're we're doing a lot of things like that. Yeah. How do I help other people get succeed? And you will succeed yeah. because you're doing that. I love that. That's great advice. If you could go back to Terry 15 years ago, what would you tell him? 15. Let's see. What year would that have been? Let's see. Get my math going here. That's 2008. 2008. Ooh, yeah, we were just coming off the financial crisis there, right? Um, that was another opportunity. And, and you mentioned before, sometimes feeling like uh, you're not in control and maybe you just kick back and say, mm, it's a bad time right now. I'm going to wait for things to come around. Um, I think you need to be proactive. I think it's all about sales activities and building relationships. So um, in 08, that would probably be what I say is go out there, be talking to more people. Don't, don't, don't sit at your desk and go, woe is me and wait for emails and the phone yeah. to ring. Yes, good. That is good advice. So one of the the great things about this work in progress podcast is I always like to talk to everybody about how we are all a constant work in progress. Like we're never done. As long as we're still on this earth, we are still a work in progress. So from your perspective, how are you a work in progress today? What what does that mean for you right now? Yeah, I think it goes back to to what I mentioned. I mean, uh, developing new products and um, with each of those products, there's setting it up. There's in, in our business, there's a lot of regulatory and disclosure environment. It's figuring out, you know, how the comp plans will work, the kind of revenue that they'll generate, how, who we're going to pay on that, how we're going to use the, the revenue generated to build further relationships. And so, um Again, just just always growing, always trying to move forward and and think of new things. So, you know, those are the, what I mentioned, probably four different avenues um, to partner with builders for us uh, where historically there's been one. <laughs> and, and that's to become a preferred lender for a builder. And so, again, finding different ways to partner with them. I mean, we're we're constantly working with that. And the management here is is very progressive and very enthusiastic and very open to that. Um, and so the the entrepreneurial uh, the EOS is, is what we use here. And it's got everybody thinking in terms of what can we do constantly be growing. And even if that's thinking outside of the traditional box. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Love it. What do you want to most be known for? <laughs> well, when I, when I came over to Movement, uh, Movement has historically been a very realtor-centric 
company. And when I first started my my chats with them, uh, it was under the guise of, are you guys ready to start a, a builder division? Because it didn't exist. And so we've really created it from scratch. You know, Movement had some, some good builder relationships, but it really wasn't part of the DNA. It wasn't part of the thinking of the typical loan officer out on the street every day. And so I, I kind of see my goal as to demystify it and to, uh, um, to, to put it top of mind because it is, even if it's not your primary source of business, it is a, a pillar of your business that every successful loan officer should have. So bringing that into awareness for them and helping them create a structure around that. Right. So yeah. if, if we can grow movement into one of the top uh, top five uh, new construction lenders in the country, I'll love, I'll consider my uh, my mission accomplished. <laughs> I love that. That's great. And I feel like with all of your success thus far, that is well on you are well on your way to accomplishing that for sure. Yeah, we we try to keep that uh, front and center. You know what what are you focusing on, and it's and it's growth, and then it's how do we get there? Yeah, that's amazing. So um, I don't know what, what tell us what you like to do for fun. You have a beautiful family. You have two very strong and very smart daughters. What what are you? Tell me what you do for fun. Um. So so we we golf. I guess um, I'm going to say that <laughs> I was I was a a late. Uh, a late bloomer in the golf world. Uh, you probably know in the mortgage home building industry, uh, they have four or five Super Bowl Captain's Choice tournaments a year, right? Where you go out and uh, you might drink a beer or two and uh, and you're going for it on every shot, right? Because you're playing with your partners and, and that's not a good strategy to become a good individual golfer. But uh, but I've got a group of guys that I, I play with most Saturdays and uh, occasionally get out in the evenings during the week, especially since it's staying light uh, longer during the summer. But um, but that's something I really enjoy. Uh, you don't have to be good at something to enjoy it. So <laughs> I um, music and guitar is uh, is something that I'm very interested in. I've got a, a pretty good collection of, of music and enjoy listening and discovering new artists and things like that. And then uh, uh, if I get a particular song that I, that gets stuck in my head, figuring out how to how to bang it out on the guitar is a lot of fun as well. So uh, so that's it. And then, you know, family and the kids, um, you know, constantly uh, keep me busy as well. Yeah, I know you. I know you keep very busy with your family. You're very focused on them. So and, and it shows. Um, so that's fantastic. So I, I love that um, everybody gets to know you from this podcast today. And I love that you've shared, you know, really just some great wisdom and really just your experience is what I want to share with this audience so that they can see, first of all, it's not an easy path and you certainly can't plan your path. Usually you have to be willing to, to pivot and move all the time and change all the time. And no matter what you've achieved and accomplished in life, there's always more. There's always, it will never end. There will always be other ways of growing. And it's the grass isn't greener when you get there. It's just different, different grass, right? So thanks for yep. sharing all that today. I mean, not, that's all not that the destination, is. it's the journey. So uh. <laughs> totally. That's very hard to get around when you're in the moment, when you're in the tough parts of the journey, <laughs> for sure. But that's the value, I think, of these conversations. So everybody really realizes it's it's it really is true. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, Absolutely. Terry, thank, thank you so much for being a part of this today and sharing all of that. I know everyone will gain so much from what you've had to share. And um, I just appreciate so much having you here. Well, again, thanks for having me. And uh, I hope hope people found some value out of some of the things I had to say. Um, it's funny, I've been in this industry a long time, but I still like looking at myself from the outside. I still think I'm kind of new and, and got a lot to learn. So um to your point, it never ends. You you never reach a point where you say I'm here and uh, and and there's no more growth. There's no more new thinking, new ideas. So uh, so I would encourage everybody just to always be thinking about how you can improve, how you can help your company improve, how you can help your referral partners and your 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 folks that you work with, your coworkers, and all that. And uh, that will um, that will go a long way towards uh, towards ultimate success. That is great advice. Absolutely fantastic advice for every single person listening to this. That is going to be what a, a great way to a great mode of operation right there. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Terry. I really appreciate you being here. And um, I hope we'll what's ahead? What where, how can somebody find you if they want to track you down and chat more? How would they find you? Um, my email is terry.barrett at movement.com. Okay. And uh, that's the best way to find me. Well, good, good. That's fantastic. And and follow along with movement to watch what you guys are doing in the future because you're putting a lot of things in place. And I think we're about to see what's ahead for you guys as you guys really hit uh, with some big changes and some great offerings out there to the market. So that's, that'll be exciting. We'll be watching. That sounds great. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Terry. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast and social media outlets to keep your whip in check. <laughs>